Hey, it's Remy and welcome to season two of the Pencil Page podcast. Today's episode is about books and I hope you enjoy. Hello, firstly, happy new year. It's somehow 2023. I don't know how 2022 just passed by, but there you go. Time keeps on moving. So I hope you had a restful holiday period, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, and that you had fun on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. However you celebrated it, whether it was with people or not, I hope you had a good time and that you're ready for the new year. But obviously, got to say that the new year just represents time passing, like you don't desperately need to change yourself and better yourself in all of these ways that I've spoken about online. But I, I just hope that you're going into this new year feeling good. That's my vibes. That's my hopes for you. That's really what I'm hoping for you. But let's get into some of the best books that I read in 2022. So I think for me, even though I read less books than I have in previous years, I think it was one of my better years for five star reads. And I'm honestly, I found some good books this year and I had a good time with reading and I put less pressure on myself to read loads and to reach my Goodreads goal on the Goodreads app. So I'm really happy about that and I'm excited to talk about some of these. They are in no particular order and I hope these are some interesting recommendations if you're looking to read more in the new year or just finding new stuff to read. So one of the best books I read was Bluet by Maggie Nelson. And this book involves anecdotes about the colour blue and it's throughout the book used as symbolism for a failed relationship that the speaker has experienced. And it's made up of prose poetry, so it's these short paragraphs on every page which are numbered and it makes the book feel much more manageable to read, which for me is always a win. And it was just like, I felt so immersed in the author's world. It was so stunning um, with these really interesting and unique images, interesting observations about love, relationships, writing, creating. And she also references other writers and their views of love and just so many things. So to give you an idea, I'm going to read some of the beginning passages. And so I fell in love with a colour. In this case, the colour blue, as if falling under a spell, a spell I fought to stay under and get out from under in turns. Well, and what of it? A voluntary delusion, you might say, that each blue object could be a kind of burning bush, a secret code meant for a single agent, an X on a map too diffuse ever to be unfolded in entirety, but that contains the knowable universe. How could all the shreds of blue garbage bags stuck in brambles or the bright blue tarps flapping over every shanty and fish stand in the world be, in essence, the fingerprints of God? I will try to explain this. Like, come on. Amazing stuff. Anyway, beautiful, beautiful book. And it's very easy to read. So it's a good one if you're getting back into reading again and you just want to read some beautiful passages that make up this gorgeous story. So next, I really loved You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson. This was a brilliant YA and I have recommended this in a past episode. So if you recognise it, no, you don't. Don't worry. Um, And yeah, this is one of the best YAs I have ever read. One of the best young adult books 
especially the way it goes about the topic of a women loving women romance. And I found that when I was reading this book, I realized that accepting that a huge part, a huge aspect of YA is attempting to make the characters sound like young people. And this will very rarely be accurately like showing how young people speak because it's fiction. Um, so it kind of has to be an enjoyable reading experience and to follow a story. Therefore, if it was just the way humans speak, it it would inevitably be a bit more boring. So accepting that, even though it might not be perfect to how people sound, it's still it can still be a lovely thing to read, even if you think it's not realistic. Um, when I realised that, I got to enjoy this book a lot more. And I just found this book so joyful. So the story centres around the main character, the protagonist, Liz Lighty, who lives in a prom-obsessed town in the Midwest of the US. And when she is rejected from the financial aid, which she desperately needs to attend college or university, she is reminded of her school's scholarship that is gifted to those awarded prom king and queen, which would be kind of the only other option that she would be able to used to get this money for college and this is completely outside of her comfort zone unlike her character both because um, of her competitors and also the activities but also because she is attracted to women so she wouldn't want to attend prom with a guy yet she still goes for it and everything happens from there and it's just a really interesting story I think the idea of a prom obsessed town because because I don't know if they exist and obviously um, in the United States they do prom a lot bigger than in the UK but I just I find that idea so funny but like in a in a really fun way and I just love this book I think more YA just needs to be a bit more fun of course YA covers a lot of difficult topics about being a young adult a young person and navigating the world and mental health and like so many things but this was just a good time. This was a good time. So if you want something different from a young adult book, I would highly recommend this one. And Leah Johnson is a very talented writer. And I know that she's written some other things, so I do want to check them out. But yeah, make sure to, because this was one of the best books ever. Like, if you, if you really care about reading to feel joy and to just use it as escapism, this is the book for you. The next book is one of my favourites of all time. This was gifted to me for my birthday and it just, it feels like such a special book to me. So this was Breast and Eggs by Maiko Kawakami. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I hope so. So I'm not going to give you any blurb because going into this with no expectations and just going for the vibes alone is the way to go. So this explores so many interesting themes and especially considering it's set in Japan too. So some of the many themes include family dynamics, self-development, friendships and acquaintances, self-reflection, feminine gender roles in Japan and the expectation for women to have children. There's so much that this book goes into and it does follow different aspects and different kind of themes in different sections of the book which can make it feel kind of episodic but in a good way it's not split into like loads of small sections it's more it's a few big sections I loved this book it was it was long for me I think was it around 500 pages but I really I really enjoyed it so much and the prose was wonderful and I felt so in the head of Natsu who is our um, protagonist she's so interesting to read about and her story and her progression is something that will keep you reading 
And I just think the fact that it's set in Japan too is so interesting to read about a different culture and the people's different ways about going going through life and things that they do together. Just fascinating. And yeah, she's a brilliant writer. So yeah, this, I, I would say, if you're going to read any book on this list, read that book. The next book is one that I found to be a surprise because I hadn't heard anything about it. I hadn't heard anything about it online. And then I was on Goodreads and I saw that one of my friends read it. So I thought, yes, I shall be reading that. Um, and it was Everyone in This Room Will Someday Be Dead by Emily R. Austin. Another book written in anecdotes, so clearly something I like. And it's something that I do want to seek out more because I think it reflects the way we think um, as humans, just these little anecdotes of thoughts and ideas and just going through life. So I think I find it an interesting perspective. But this book is from a unique character voice from the protagonist, Gilda. And when you read, there's a lot of secondhand embarrassment because you're so deeply in the protagonist's head and you're hearing so many of her personal thoughts and bad thought patterns and fears and everything. And it, like, it, it was, it is hard to read at times just because of like, it is so personal and it's so like it is going to confront you with some of your own thoughts on things. But I think the author presents the ideas of loneliness, overthinking and anxiety about living and dying and waiting for everything to make sense in such an insightful way. Once again, it'll make you reflect. Just the plot is interesting because it's just chaos. And I love the unhinged vibe and the unhinged nature of the protagonist too. But yeah, this is a fun one. Um, well, fun, mm, kind of fun. But yeah, it's definitely entertaining. And if you're looking for a book that will make you think, I think you should read this one. And the next one is one I loved so much, so much. I had, this was one of my best reading experiences ever. It was just fascinating. So um, it was The Secret Lives of Church Ladies by Disha Filior. I think that's how you say her name. And this book is a short story collection. And before I read this one, I think the only other one I've read or the main other one I've read is Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Machado, which is one that I recommended. I think I either recommended that one in a past episode or In the Dream House, which is another book she wrote. And I love her. But this, this short story collection might have just taken, taken the top spot because this was incredible. So it's short stories about different black women who go to church. And most of it, honestly, is not focusing on religion. It's covering all of these different themes in these women's lives and just like loads of different aspects of things. You follow different characters on these different stories and you just get such a wide perspective of ideas and people and experiences. I just, I loved it. So it covered a lot of themes like sexuality, coming of age, friendship dynamics, infidelity, and complicated mother and daughter relationships. And each story felt very different from each other just because of the variety of characters with distinct voices. And oh, like I, I can't even choose a favorite because they were all just so interesting in their own way. Some of them feeling quite like homely and in like a smaller environment, not claustrophobic, but just set in a particular space. Whereas other ones felt like it was the whole town or the whole city. I don't know, but I really love this. And it's also not hard to read. Once again, short stories, it's easy to kind of dip in and dip out of it. You don't just need to like read it in one go and you can pick it up whenever you want. But I loved this book. I, I think it was also one of my favorites of the year, like really like up there. 
honestly up there of all time I think this is incredible so well written and I'm going to keep my eye out for this author because I would love to read more of her work so those were five of the books that I gave five stars last year and I'm now going to give some honorable mentions to some other books I think I gave all of these four stars so firstly a book that's been spoken about so much I'm glad my mum died by Jeanette McCurdy this was her memoir and this was a book that I knew I wanted to read as soon as I heard about it because I was a big fan of iCarly when I was about like eight or nine and I knew that I would be really interested to hear her perspective and I at this point like before I read it I didn't know a lot about her personal life so I was really interested to hear more about her experience and being a child star things like that and this book has been highly rated both by critics and readers it's been on the New York Times bestseller, like on the top for loads of weeks. She's got so much recognition for it. It won a Goodreads award for 2022. And I just would recommend people to read it. So it's a really important story. And it brings up conversations surrounding eating disorders, the TV industry, child exploitation, growing up, so many things. And her perspective is one that's so interesting. And she focuses on specific memories which show the range of her experience and how her life developed over time and her feelings changing towards different things like her TV career, like her body, like her family. I would say, though, before recommending it, it's obviously very triggering. I can leave some trigger warnings in the episode description, but there's a lot of stuff that is difficult to read so if you're not in a place to read it absolutely don't and wait until you feel comfortable to but she's really just taken the world by storm and it has a very high average rating on goodreads as well like over four stars which is a good thing i just quickly checked and it currently has an average of 4.59 stars and i've never seen a book with that high of an average rating on goodreads so she's really done some good stuff I have so much respect for her and her story. I think it's a good book once again to reflect on your own thoughts around these conversations and these topics. So yeah, definitely one to check out. Next one is a poetry collection called Bargain Bin Romcom by Lena Norms, who is a YouTuber who I love. This was a beautiful poetry collection and I just really appreciate her optimistic voice even though she's discussing some difficult topics and just a general lightheartedness, which I really appreciate. And it feels really approachable for people who've never read poetry before or study poetry or feel like they're not clever enough to read and understand things and analyze whatever. And this is something Lena always mentions in her videos that she believes that her poetry collection is approachable. It's a good book to get you back into reading. So another high recommendation and also check out her YouTube channel. She makes some really cool videos. I think she's one of the best creators I've seen on the platform and she stays so true to herself and what she wants to create and what she wants to talk about. So yeah, love her and love this book. And finally, I've got another book by Miyoko Kawakami called Heaven. And this book is insane. When I read this, that there were some passages that really just stood out to me. Basically, it follows a our protagonist, a 14-year-old boy who has a lazy eye and the way he's bullied by his classmates. And then it also focuses on a friendship that begins with him and another girl in his class who is also bullied. Um, I think her bullying is more related to class reasons. 
Once again, her prose is brilliant. She is so talented and the way that she captures emotions is admirable. There was a passage in here near the end about bullying and bullies being aware of what they do and not caring about it and how it impacts other people, even though they would never inflict that pain on their loved ones. And did it change my brain chemistry, as they would say on TikTok? Yes, it did. I I thought about it so often after reading it, and I think it gave me an interesting perspective as to what other people may think about that topic. But also I think it's interesting to see a dynamic, like a really fascinating dynamic centred around two people being bullied and connecting based on that, and therefore what kind of friendship it leads to, where the friendship is based on suffering from both of them um like it's hard to move past that because otherwise what like they wouldn't they probably wouldn't have been friends if they weren't being bullied and weren't in the same position but i've got to say it's really hard to read (laughs) some parts are really quite graphic and violent whatever because this bullying is there's a lot of physical bullying once again trigger warning for this one but if you're up for reading it you definitely should It definitely has a different vibe to Breasts and Eggs, and I would recommend that one more. But if you're interested in something more around teenagers, young people interacting in school, personal thoughts, like friendship, there's all of that in here. And I would highly recommend, just be careful, just depends what you want to read. But yeah, that's all of my recommendations. I really hope you have found some interesting books that you could take away from this and read at some point and I'd love to know your thoughts um there will be a comment section under this episode so please let me know any of your book recommendations any any thoughts on these books that I've referenced and make sure to rate Penta Page on Spotify and Apple Podcasts follow the podcast on Instagram and yeah thank you so much for listening I hope you have a good morning evening afternoon night any time of day wherever you are and look after yourself bye